welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I'm your host, Katrina Myricks. I'm joined by my co-host, Terrain Myricks. Terrain, how are you doing? Great. Great. Yeah? I'm doing real good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Not too bad. Yeah? We didn't we didn't watch Labor of Love this weekend. I know, so very we, disappointing. So we can't talk about it at the top like I'd like to. Because <laughs> um, that's usually we talk about some trash television show that we're watching at the top. No, just just that. That's, yeah, that's the only one we've done it with. Well, no, no, really. we at the top. We when we talked like we talked about Too Hot to Handle at the top for one. Um, I could swear we talked about The Circle. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, So instead of talking about that at the top, um, do you have anything to promote, Katrina? I do. Um, I just recorded an episode with Arista Voorhees uh, for Arista's movie adventure. Um, It's a LGBT themed episode for Pride Month. So that has been published. I don't know what the word is. Posted. Um, Check it out on any podcast site. It's a good episode with two really good movies. Yeah. 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 Um, I did a um, a little uh, Facebook Live um, thing with uh, Anthony Blackwell from uh, Interviews with Everyday People. Um, So if you want to go over and check that out. I get to yell at people about stuff. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, so that's what we got going on. Let's, you want to just dive in? Dive right in, baby. All right. Lead us off, girl. Actually, you lead us off. Why? You wanted to talk about um, a little something, something before we get to oh, our topics. You know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, so before we go into the actual topics um, that we're talking about today, <laughs> um, I, I guess we... <laughs> The problem of doing a weekend podcast is things kind of pop up real late. Yeah. And you don't have the time to prepare to um, talk about that at length. And um, we don't we don't always have a lot of information either. Right, right. Because sometimes things mm-hmm. again they they pop out a little bit um a little bit later in the week, um, or you know, and we just don't have the time. Like and... last weekend. Right. The uh, New York um district or federal attorney in New York was fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he was um, looking into Trump associates, we didn't really have time to add that into our show, which ended up being two and a half hours. So yeah, yeah. really didn't have time. But right, 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 this one won't be. We promise. Like legit, we're probably looking at an hour and ten at most. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things that came up recently in the news um, is a report that um, the Russian government, um, Russia, uh, Russian spies. Uh, are paying the Taliban um, and militant forces in the Middle East bounties for American soldiers. Um, and the thing that's telling about this, the thing that's super uh, important to grasp and remember is the president of the United States knew about this. He's known about this for months. He has not wanted to retaliate against Russia. In fact, he's praised Putin and invited Putin to rejoin the fucking G, uh, the G8. Um, since learning these. Since learning about this. So I just, and I know, I think we've made it pretty clear on this podcast that we think that the president is a real piece of shit. Yep. Um, but if you had any sort of doubts, 
mm, here you go. Like this is the this is the thing that that should there should be no question about it, right? Like yeah. literally US soldiers uh are in harm's way um by a hostile foreign uh power and the president seems to love that hostile foreign power. Mm-hmm. So fuck this guy. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that at the top before we got into the actual show, which is a lighter show this week. We've been heavy. We've been yeah. we've been giving it to you heavy recently. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of heavy stuff happening. A lot of heavy stuff happening. A lot of heavy stuff's been happening forever, but there seemed like you know there was just this uh, like we hit a tipping point and all of it kind of came out and we're. We here at Alcoholics like to have a good time. <laughs> we like to have fun. So, in in that in that vein, we're going to have a lighter, more fun episode. Uh, so, with that said, unless there's something else you'd like to bring up, you can get us started. All right. So, Saturday, last week, June twentieth, Donald Trump held his first rally. Um, since the coronavirus uh, pandemic halted all of his fun parties he has yeah, yeah. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was a disaster. Oh, man. It was a shit show. Yes. For, from from the event itself to the content, yeah. it was a shit show. Um, now, we still, uh, shortly before the event, it came out that multiple members of Trump's campaign in Tulsa were infected with COVID-19. Um, so we still don't know what sort of impact this rally could have had on the coronavirus situation in Tulsa. We're not going to know that for at least probably another week. And after that, we might not know because they might not tell us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's that hanging over the event. And this event, I, I, didn't know about did you know about the tiktok k-pop campaign okay i learned about it afterwards okay same as me so it was like i was going a little crazy in the lead up to this thinking there's almost going to be a million people at this event like right, but it's going to be insane we shouldn't be leaving it wasn't any... just him saying it. like that's the amount of yeah, tickets, tickets that were being that, reserved the tickets were requested yeah right. so they had the trump trump's uh, team was promoting that they got this huge turnout there was going to be so many people there they to were see supposed the to have they were supposed to have an overflow yeah. event uh for the people who couldn't get in uh, they were going to have Pence and Trump uh, address that crowd. Yeah. But there wasn't a crowd to address. Yep. So they had to cancel the overflow. They literally it. put up a stage they and then did. they took it down. Oh, they did. That's so funny. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. They they literally were like, wow, people fucking still love us. Let's go. Let's go. No. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. So what happened was that um, there was a campaign on TikTok and among K-pop fans and other Zoomers Mm -hmm. um, to reserve tickets because it didn't cost anything to reserve tickets just to not show up, just to hype this up as a big thing and then not show up. And it killed because over 800,000 tickets were reserved. (laughs) And the attendance at the rally 
was around six thousand. Yeah. It was like, I think the I think it was the the not official count, but it was like sixty two hundred. That's what the I believe the fire marshal yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. as close to as official as we're gonna get. I mean, one, he's in friendly territory. He's Absolutely. in red Oklahoma. Uh so <laughs> it the the idea that he only was able to bring out that many people is staggering Mm -hmm. and 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 i understand that like yes there was seemingly a concerted effort to make this event look as horrible as it could possibly look but you'd think that people would still be able to like like people who wanted to go would still be able to reserve um yeah they were still they were i mean the arena i believe held around twenty thousand people so it's not like they were limiting the number of tickets that could be reserved right. to a certain amount. They got uh, almost to a million. Yeah, yeah. So, so apparently they were like, oh, fucking everybody can come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there was no limit. So why do you think the turnout ended up being so low? Okay, so we have a couple of things. One, um, he seems to forget that we're living through a current uh, global pandemic. But so do his followers. Right, right, right. But here's the thing. I, I do think that though he tells his followers that this isn't real and that it's fine and you can go outside and lick each other's faces. You don't have to wear a mask, whatever. I still think that people are alarmed enough that they, they don't want to go do stuff. They, they don't want to go out and put themselves in a position where they may compromise their health for this. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem to, I mean, again, I think uh, 6,200 people is too many, but he doesn't seem to have that rabid like I can bring people here against the on the better of their health. He doesn't have that draw right now. Um, I also think yes, the TikTok campaign really kind of fucked up his shit, which I find funny. But they they mostly inflated the numbers, right? Like again, like you said, they weren't stopping people from coming. Well, I actually do think it probably had an effect to stop people from coming. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you see that that many tickets were, uh, you're like, well, I can't go. I can't get in. Right. There were probably people who said they didn't want to bother because they didn't think they'd get in. There were Trump supporters camping out because they thought this many people would come. So yeah. there were probably a lot of people who were like, I'd love to see the president, but I'm not going to camp out. I'm not going to wait in line right. for, you know, like right. there were probably a decent amount of people like that. And I do think that they, those they don't like to believe in COVID-19 when they think about the fact that they might be in an area with 800,000 other people. Right. That might just make them go, uh, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. I don't think so. I, like, we understand that the president doesn't think this is real, and we also don't think this is real to an extent. But if you're asking if I want to hang out with, of like, over a half million people, like almost a million people, the answer is definitively no. Yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather I'd rather stay I'd rather stay away and potentially stay much healthier. Right. Um so th- I- so this was this aspect of it ended up being a huge embarrassment for Trump and for the campaign. Yes. He was furious. Yes. He doesn't like when people don't want to come see him. Mm-hmm. Because truly like, let's be honest about who Trump is. The rallies are the thing he loves the most. Absolutely. The governing part is really annoying to him. It is a big drawback to the job of president actually having to govern. Um, and being able to go in front of a crowd and say whatever and have them, you know, cheer at every 
every word hang up hang on every word that you say that is something that he is very interested in continuing yes absolutely and um the the trump campaign tried to play it off and say oh uh People couldn't get in because of protesters. Prote- he said that protesters stopped people from getting. They had a bunch of different, um, a bunch of different narratives that kind of, if you looked more than five minutes past it, uh, fell on its face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what the big one that they tried to push was protesters wouldn't let people get in, and that's not factual. Obviously false. <laughs> that's clearly not factual. Um, protesters didn't have any influence over people getting into your rally right it's that people didn't want to go to your rally (laughs) (laughs) so um let's talk a little bit about the context um what occurred during the rally oh man the contents of the rally are great yeah (laughs) this so let's just start with the the top the top of the top again this is why this is a fun episode because we literally just get to talk about this straight up nonsense the guy drank water through the glass and was met with roarous yes. applause. Yep. Yep. Right? He now- struggled to drink yeah, water with one true. hand. Oh my god. So I don't remember was it at the West Point graduation that he at the at the West Point graduation, he showed uh multiple concerning instances um where his physicality seemed in question, right? He, he seemed to have trouble drinking water with one hand. He had to lift it up with the second hand. Yeah. Push the glass to his mouth. He uh, didn't have, he seemingly had a tough time walking down a ramp. Right. Um, go ahead. So that became a big thing on like Twitter and everything else. So this rally, he's like, I got to show them that I am tough. And then he, very difficult. Like, you could see the struggle. Again, He yes. struggled and lifted a glass of water to his lips with one hand. Yeah. Like. And it didn't. Yeah. Like you said, the struggle. It didn't look. Again, it doesn't look It wasn't like, natural and easy. It doesn't look like it was an easy time for him yes. to do it. Yes. It looked like maybe he was having a wee bit of trouble there. And then he's like. Now I'm going to look real tough. And he just throws the glass of water to the side. He just and, throws the glass. And like you said, roarous applause. There was a tweet from <laughs> some dumb verified person. That I, I, I believe remember. it was someone who ran for Congress. Yes. I, okay. So it was a congressional uh, candidate that tweeted the, the video of him drinking the water and throwing the glass with the caption, greatest, all caps, greatest, period, president, period, ever period yep and it was a it was a republican it was a very serious statement <laughs> like um, they weren't they weren't being sarcastic <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing because i'm like whoa i drink water like every day yeah <laughs> and and let's be clear i'm drinking out of a bigger glass it's a it's a big old water bottle <laughs> that i can lift right up to my mouth and it's got more water than that glass mm-hmm. he looked so, so pleased with himself after that so pleased with himself. And it's just like, my man, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you? And we're going to get to this at the end uh, when we kind of go over all of the crazy stuff. But it's like, why are you devoting time to this? Right. You're running for re-election in a tough race that all accounts say you're losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, maybe talk about your economic message or how Joe Biden is a socialist vampire. Like... 
if like your that's what his like reelect is going to be, right? He yeah. either has to talk about how we had a low unemployment rate for a while before coronavirus hit, or that Joe Biden is coming to kill you, your family, and uh, replace them with MS thirteen. Like that's that's what his reelect is going to be. So. It's crazy that he will take time out of his day to talk and tweet and, uh, during a campaign stop, do a whole thing where he drinks water. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Absolutely. So the, the other thing that he, he was criticized or, or called out on Twitter for s- struggling to walk down a ramp. So during his rally, he... Felt that he didn't do a demonstration this time. No, but. he probably didn't have a ramp available. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. He had the glass of water available, yeah. meaning he went, get me a glass of water. Yes. <laughs> get, get me a glass. I got something that's going to kill on stage. He's like, he's, oh man, he's a comedian testing out bits. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you guys won't even believe how funny this bit's going to be. I'm going to drink water. These motherfuckers are going to eat it up. And they did. He knows his audience. Um, but yeah, he didn't have a ramp on stage. Go ahead. <laughs> so he devoted, I believe, around 13 minutes yes. of this rally to talking about the ramp and how he can get up a ramp and down a ramp. But the ramp was slippery and like just like. And, and he did this, 13 minutes. He did this after when the when let's call it ramp gate question mark when this happened. Uh, he like went on a tweet storm about mm-hmm. it. So he had like this long Twitter thread explaining how he can walk down a ramp. Again, this is the president. Yes. And the president's like, all right, there's a global pandemic that is uh, wreaking havoc on my country. Uh, what should I, Penny, stop hitting the mic. <laughs> what should I do? I know. Devote time to explaining that though it doesn't, though I haven't shown it very recently, I do have the ability to walk down the ramp. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, so when this, the West Point event happened um, and people were discussing these incidents on Twitter, there were, there were liberals who were like, we shouldn't even be talking about this. Ableist, right? They were saying it's ableist? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, um, that it's offensive to the disabled community. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were also just people saying, why are we focusing on this and not like... Not real issues. Right. But I think that the way he reacted at this rally shows why it's okay to talk about these things. Because right? he is such an egotistical narcissist that we were able to get him to spend 15 plus minutes on nonsense. Yeah. Because his ego was hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's that is the com- that's the complete truth, right? Like with a with a presidential campaign, the the best thing you can possibly do is to knock your opponent off their message, right? right. To make them play defense on something that is stupid and that doesn't matter and that devote that they have to devote time to. Jesus Christ, Penny, really? <laughs> you want to keep hitting it or what's up? <laughs> Uh, but like that they they have to devote time to something that is dumb, meaningless, and takes away from their larger message of why they are the one who should lead the country. Mm. We don't actually have to do that. We as a people don't have to. We as his opponents don't have to. He does it 
on his own. Right. <laughs> like, he he will spend... And I, I, I agree. I mean, like... And when I say we, I mean, like, the Biden campaign doesn't have to. We on Twitter can just bring up random shit. Right? Like, you can just bring up random shit. And the president will, if enough people talk about it, devote a portion... A, uh, healthy portion of his day to talking about the thing that we're talking absolutely about, which is bananas yeah <laughs> like for sure because he's again as i said i cracked right there he is the president <laughs> during a pandemic that has killed over one hundred and twenty thousand people he's like guys i know what you i know what we're all thinking i know it's the most important thing i can drink water and walk down a ramp <laughs> he's so cool well let's be clear he did spend some time talking about COVID-19 he did he did and it was um (laughs) great productive uh no it was what what I would say is it was it is enlightening enlightening I mean unsurprising in in the sense that like the person who like is riding around on the bicycle that they stole from you and you can see that they stole that bicycle from you. If they then come up to you and say, Hey, I stole your bicycle. It's like, we know, but I guess maybe not everybody else did. So thanks for telling everybody. So, um, at the rally, that's a really good fucking analogy. You better. (laughs) I know. I know that there's the people that are like, what did he just do? Fucking Trust me, that is a great analogy. You're going to think about it. You're going to go, wow, Terrain, you're fucking so crazy brilliant. I can't believe that was such a great analogy. Oh, man. By the way, give me my bike back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to quote Donald Trump at the rally, when you do testing to that extent, you're going to find more people. You're going to find more cases. So I said to my people, Slow the testing down, please. <laughs> please. He was polite about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously that kind of kicked off a, a bit of a shit storm. Right. Uh, and so the reactions were pretty swift. People were like, hey, that's not good because the pandemic's still here. So slowing down the testing's bad. And people who work for the president were like, no, no, no. He was just kidding. Right? right. Like he was joking. He was making an off, you know, off the cuff, funny remark like, oh, we're doing so much testing. Slow the testing down. I don't want people to know they're sick or whatever. Um, like, yeah, joke. Funny, funny. Yeah. Um, but then he, he came he, out. Ha, ha, he, he, oopsies, oopsie daisy. Your relative is now dead due to coronavirus. Uh, how funny was my joke? Um, when he was asked about it um, on Tuesday, he said, I don't kid. <laughs> he was asked if he was joking, and he said, I don't kid. I don't kid. So it and took until, I believe, um, yesterday, yesterday for him. him then he came 26th. out. Then he came out and said he was being sarcastic. But he already <laughs> I, said he doesn't I don't joke, kid. So. <laughs> I don't kid. I'm just sarcastic. It's different. So he's he's not. He is not kidding. No. He's he 100% doesn't want to have the, by, the by amount the of testing way, we have. We have already seen him take funding away from testing yes. sites, including in Texas, which, surprise, surprise, has had an uptick in coronavirus coronavirus cases that like almost mirrors when the shit 
first got extreme. No, it's exceeding that. Yes, yes. It's exceeding that. They're, My apologies. The numbers in Texas and, I believe, Florida are Texas, higher than they have ever been. Texas, Florida, Arizona's seeing mm-hmm. high, incredibly high spikes. California's also seeing mm-hmm. incredibly high spikes. I, I believe PA is one of the few states that isn't seeing an uptick in cases. I think we're one of three. We're one of three. Yeah, the the CDC named. CDC named one of three, and one of the other ones. uh, One of the other ones is. Hawaii, which is a fucking island away from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like So I don't know why I don't I don't know why we're but oh hang on. We're doing By that. the way, just a real quick detour. Uh but everybody who is like, oh my god, I hate Governor Wolf. He's the worst. He's a tyrant. He's making me wear a mask. He's not letting our businesses. Oh, they open. still think that He's, though. Oh, I know. And I want any of them who are listening to the podcast to know wholeheartedly you can go fuck yourself yeah the the governor wolf has literally done as good of a job as he possibly could as anyone could three states three states aren't seeing the same uptick that everybody else is seeing we're not seeing an uptick at all and the states are one that's incredibly sparsely populated one that's a fucking remote island and pa so eat a big bag of shit if you have a problem with yeah. wolf's handling of this crisis and you know i get it oh i want small businesses to be open i do too but you know what else i want people to not fucking die Jeez yeah. louise again light episode <laughs> and and you know i saw people posting like about how well our results have come out and then you look at the twitter replies and it's like you either have them saying, well, that's because we're lying about the numbers. We need to impeach uh, Secretary Levine. Um, <laughs> or it's, well, we should have shut down our borders in the beginning and we would have been doing even better. Or we should have mm-hmm. locked down the full state. At the, like, nobody is, ha- like, just, nobody can just be happy that we're doing well. I do think there is more Wolf could have done. Hey, Wolf, but- why the fuck are bars open right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Why are bars open? We're gonna right see. Now? We're gonna see because because it took longer for him to open bars than other states. So we'll see again, if that starts to go up. This like is, they are in other states. This is one hundred percent Wolf. Unfortunately, in the moment, caved to po- mm-hmm. caved to pressure from people who don't know shit from shit, and are like, "We need this to like." No, we fucking don't. I'm sorry. Drink at home, like. It's not that hard. It's not. I do it all the fucking yeah. time. The liquor stores are open again, guys. It's fine. Yeah. Go stock the fuck up. Like, you don't need... You 100% do not need to go to the bar. And I, I love... <laughs> I love... I love everybody so much, right? I think that... I think that it is a bad idea for the bar to be open. I don't care. I mean, if you... It's open, go, the, the right? The problem like, is... Like, it would be... I think it would be okay if bars and restaurants were open... If you could actually rely on the businesses to do the things they're supposed to be doing and limit the capacity the way they are. They're not doing it. There is no one there watching them. They're not doing it. Right. They're letting more people in than they should. They're not doing the sanitizing that they should be doing. It's mm. not happening. Yeah. That's where the problem is. Right. It is. And like, I 100% get the urge, like, oh my God, the bar's open. Let's go. I get it. I, I, I don't... (laughs) My problem is I don't want to walk to the bar. Maybe we'd feel differently if good old days was open. I agree. But it's not. By the way, by the way, just a real quick, 
We miss you good old days. So much. We miss you so much. <laughs> Candy, shout out to you if you're, if you're listening. I know you're not. But shout out to Candy. Uh, shout out to, uh, what is his name that I forgot? The older gentleman that... Jack. Jack. Shout out to Jack. Motherfucking Jack. Singing them, singing them hits. <laughs> every time he's there. Fucking, what? Is it Sinatra that he's doing? Yeah, Almost yeah. every time. Love you, Jack. Love you. Um, but... Like, I don't know. See, for me, and, and it may be because, like, I'm, like, I see this and I'm, like, oh, well, I don't want to die, so I'm good. Like, yeah. I, but, but at the same time, people who are, like, in their home forever are, like, I want something to do. And they have the option to now dine out, maybe eat outside or drink outside. And I'm, like, that's, I get the urge. That's why I'm, like, Wolf shouldn't allow people that urge Mm -hmm. but again we're our cases have lowered so i understand to try to you know lift some restrictions on things so that businesses can survive um but at the same time you know once cases go back up what do we do at this point um both florida and texas have halted their reopening yeah um they both closed down bars can i real Um, quick just real quick side side story about a bar maybe not really a story i saw that a bar in our town i don't want to name the bar because i don't want to give any sort of like you know negative attention to anything let's (laughs) so i'm just gonna make up a fake name for it let's call it um the 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 bloody bar right the bloody or the or the the spuddy or the study so there is a bar in town (laughs) and they had karaoke on a Friday. That boggles my mind. That I I get the opening of the bar. I get like, you know, social distancing rules in the, you're not using different microphones. You're not using different uh different fuzz covers on the mics. Everyone's using the same microphone. That is out of control insane, yeah. right? That's crazy. Yeah. And again, like you can wipe down the mic in between people, but the host is still handling it. So do you wipe it before the host touches it and then after the host touches it? And you can't wipe down a foam cover. So you have to be spraying that shit down every time. Like, is and, that what happened? Did and that happen? I don't so know. so much spittle coming out of your mouth when you're singing and, and this, that, and the other thing, right? Like you're, you're, there's no way that this is something that can be, that could be realistically controlled. Right. And I'm just like, that's a really crazy thing for that bar to do. And again, I don't want to name the bar, so we'll just make up a name. Like the Ruddy or the Huddy or the Study. Let's keep going with our uh, conversation. It was the Study. So um, I believe the governor of Texas is also finally calling on his Oh, by the way, I'm calling out the Study because they have not yet allowed me to do a live episode there or excuse me oh, <laughs> it sounded like a dull roar i i for a it second deep i for a second thought a big cat was loose in our home <laughs> to, to, think, to be fair i don't think you've ever asked the study to do a live podcast no i haven't they should just know i want to <laughs> <laughs> um that and they also refused to give me a bunch of sponsorship money that again i also have not asked for and assumed that they just know about right so once you guys you know fucking put me on i will you know i'll, I'll retract this this episode will disappear 
kind of like I'd also, uh, I also... a few episodes from our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Where are the 30 Rock episodes with Black? 30 Rock, Community, Scrubs. <laughs> Scrubs. You love a lot of shows that featured people in blackface today. I agree. That is a that is another segment the for, office. for another day. Oh, I had a billion problems with The Office. The Office is like it's it is cringe comedy, right? Like that's that's truly what it is, right? It's it's literally Michael Scott being really cringingly unaware and oblivious Mm -hmm. to but he wasn't the one who did blackface no he wasn't but he wait who did blackface there uh dwight oh jesus christ i don't even remember that it was so it was a very mild blackface oh well that's so it was tasteful blackface it was like ashton kutcher in that commercial for good I don't know what that is. Um, he oh, was portraying. I think it was for pistachios. He did. Uh, he did. Uh, he did an Indian character, so he blacked up for that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Dwight portrayed a um, European folklore character. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, like a, a Santa Claus companion that is like in in the Middle Eastern or not Middle Eastern European folklore. He's portrayed as like the typical minstrel blackface thing in oh my sh- god i think i do remember in the show it was just like they they took a few fingers and rubbed brown across his cheeks jesus <laughs> but can the, i yeah they they cut that from the episode i just want to say i don't know the problem is that i like a lot of shows on nbc and that seems to be where all these fucking shows are from well wasn't scrubs scrubs was abc for one season oh, okay it was but NBC it was first. originally nbc yeah yeah this is all <laughs> This is a lot of NBC blackface, huh? Yeah, what's going on, NBC? <laughs> you gotta get your shit together. This is not okay. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? How did we get from- Governor Abbott of Texas <laughs> um, is closing the bars down. Um, they're trying. They, I guess, they had opened their restaurants at more than fifty percent capacity. Now they're trying to limit them to to fifty percent. Same with Governor DeSantis in Florida. My question is, and and they're asking them to wear masks, which right. I, I don't know that they were. I don't know if they're even mandating it or like, and, or if they were before. Let's be clear. Uh, Governor Abbott not only opposed masks before, but he also um, made it so that the mayors in his state could not force masks upon the citizens. Yeah. Like, that is something that he did. Yep. Uh, now they're, you know, hospitals are at capacity and, like, exploding with cases and everything, so they're trying to fucking calm it down. But my question is, is anybody going to fucking listen to them? What I do you mean, think, why Ryan? would they? They, they, they're trying to do a complete 180 mm-hmm. after saying, this is fine, we can open whatever, um, things are okay here. Like, I don't understand... I don't understand because I, I will say I believe all these dum dums are gonna fa- like get reelected. Yeah. And my question really truly is, how do you kill off your populace and still get reelected? That's crazy to me. Um, yeah. I, I think that I don't I don't know why people would listen to them now if they listened to them before when they were saying nothing's wrong. Right. I I I don't especially with the masks. The mask part of this is confounding to me how people are so against it it's, to me it's, it's simple i think it's really simple if donald trump had 
worn a mask, yeah. we would not have a mask I issue. Agree. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think if Donald Trump would have worn a mask and not turned masks into such a political issue, we now we're all we're always going to have the, you know, the contrarians who are like, right. the, uh, well, masks are stupid, blah, blah, blah. But I think it would be great if like literally the, the both <laughs> both major governing uh parties were all having a pro mask message mm. and the one that had the anti-mask message wasn't the one in the fucking white house right, right. like that amount of influence over people is not good when you are pushing really horrifying and stupid things yeah it's like i just think once you give people the leeway they're not going back there is no bringing people back to what we were. No. So I, I think this this is the real issue with reopening too early. Um, I, I don't think people are going to... Accept. Accept, you know, stay in your house. Don't go out anymore. You need to wear your... Ma- like, they're not going to accept it. Yeah. We're at the point where it's like... We're going to infect everybody. We mm. don't care. Right. I, I really think right. that's where we're at. Like, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm seeing, like, I... I do the grocery shopping. I wear my mask. Um, and for beyond the last two weeks, everyone I saw in the store was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. These last two weeks, there are multiple people I'm seeing no mask. Nobody's confronting them. That You're still required to wear a mask, but no employees are confronting them. They're not doing anything. They're just mm-hmm. people walking around without masks. And that's incredibly concerning. To yeah, me. yeah. Like, yeah. And and I'll say this. I, I, I know the, the, the desire for... Um, you know, normalcy. Right. I, I plan on having a small gathering um, coming up for my birthday. Like, I want to keep it, you know, smaller. I didn't invite, like, literally everybody like I did for every other birthday I had or <laughs> Halloween party or whatever. But I also, like, I've been looking into potentially not having it. If, if, if things change in PA, I can't in good conscience, like... Be like, hey, everybody from whatever counties you're from, come hang out. Excuse me. Come hang out and potentially infect each other and blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. there, I- there was a party in Texas um, and it, it's been national news. Um, somebody threw like a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Texas cases are obviously worse than ours are. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. There was a Texas birthday party. It was just they, they kept it to like their family. Uh, they were within the guidelines that Texas had put out, so they weren't, like, violating any laws or anything like that or any guidelines. Um, but I believe 18 members of the family have been infected, and not just the family that was there. Like, the the older grandparents decided not to go, but they saw members of the family after right. the party, became infected. One of them's in the ICU, barely hanging on, and... and 18 people were infected it's just like you don't know because we've got these asymptomatic carriers we don't know who has what and it's it's scary and that's why they're telling us to stay home right if we all could tell that we had it right away it would be fine we would be able to figure out who has it isolate those people um, do, yes, you know, and, and I and, wish that's what we were doing. Right, I really wish we could just we do have, mass testing. Why don't we have mass testing and mass contact tracing? Yes. Like absolutely. Like why are we not like South Korea? 
right? And and the tests, like, it's good. Um, I know someone who was recently tested, and the test results came back within 24 hours. Like, we are able to speed up our tests now, which is really nice, but it's still, in PA, we're only testing people um, who are symptomatic. Yeah. So I, I just wish, like you said, like South Korea, I wish we could just test everybody. Right. Test everybody, isolate those who are infected, and let the rest of the people go out, and and we should be okay in that scenario. Right, like <laughs> that's 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 the like best case. Scenario. Yeah, and we refuse to even give ourselves that option. When I say we, I mean the federal yes. government. The federal government who passed a trillion, more than a trillion dollar stimulus package. We could take some of that money and just test everybody. Like yeah. seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 baffling that we are that we are in yeah. this to the point where like literally Europe's like uh, when we reopen yes. America, you can't come mm-hmm. like we've sorry, been banned from Europe. <laughs> you can't come over because uh, you guys are fucking really irresponsible. And guess what? You shouldn't go to fucking anywhere. You should not. If you get on a plane right now, Ugh. you are making a weird call. Yes. <laughs> and I, I just, yeah, I, I just, I think it's a, it's a weird, like, if you get on a commercial plane, it's a weird decision And, to you make. know, one thing I want to say, we're in a privileged position, you Fuck and I. yes. You and I are in a really privileged position that we have each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I understand there are people who are alone. They live alone. Mm-hmm. And that is rough. Yes. That is really rough. Yeah. By the way, if you live alone, I'm always available to do a Zoom party. <laughs> um, I have Jackbox Party Pack 6 and will play Trivial Murder Party with you whenever you want. Right. Because I want to play real bad. <laughs> okay. No, that's it. Yeah. Are you ready to <laughs> no, move wait, on? Wait, wait, wait. No, I, I do. I, I kind of wanted to tag that a little bit. I, I do think it's, it's really, it's really difficult for people who are by themselves. Yeah. It is, it is hard to be in, in, in complete isolation from everybody else. That, that's very, very clear. And that, that sacrifice should be, should be, you know, lauded, right? Like mm-hmm. you're doing something that really fucking, that's really awful. Like, fucking really psychologically awful and you're doing it for the good of the citizens around you i think that's i think that's amazing and what i think the federal government should do to thank its citizens is um give them steady pay, uh, steady checks to yeah. stay home and cancel their rent because people at this point we shouldn't even be putting people in a position where they have to go out and make money so they can continue living in their home like that's that's ridiculous yeah um so there the, should uh, be a, the uh, extra six hundred dollars a week will end at the end of july yep for unemployment and the republicans are incredibly opposed to continuing mm-hmm. it at all mm-hmm. at all so uh this needs to be an issue again we talked about the oh dc was another thing i wanted to mention at the top i'll mention it real quick before we change topics but but we we see like what we what people have called symbolic votes in the house this we need to put a bill in the house right now I that shows we... the priorities of the of the democrats which is uh, no what i'm saying is there needs to be a bill passed in the house that literally says we are going to give you whatever weekly paychecks mm. to fucking stay home and we are going to cancel your rent 
uh, we will, you know, give tax deductions or whatever, um, tax credits to landlords so that whatever, blah, 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 blah. But people shouldn't be paying rent. People. People should not be paying rent right now. Yeah. It just, it shouldn't happen. So that's where I'm going with that. All right. Do you want to talk about D.C.? Yes. D.C. statehood got its first vote. Now, it is dead on arrival in the Senate. They're not even going to bring it up. I I know that for a fact. Yep. Fine. But couple of things. One, uh, no taxation without representation. Fucking represent those people. That racist gargoyle Tom Cotton went on the fucking Senate floor and argued why um, D.C. shouldn't get statehood. And essentially it was they don't have the right kind of jobs. Right? Like, Wyoming has a manufacturing base and blah, 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 blah. And the people in D.C. just don't have that kind of culture and blah, blah, blah. It's because D.C. is primarily black. Right. Um, Tom Cotton sucks. He's racist. And fuck this guy. Um, Who would have thought with a name like Tom Cotton? I know. It's almost like Jefferson Beauregard Sessions is also a bad guy. (laughs) Named after two Confederate generals. The guy is so racist. They named him twice. Anyway. Um, also, uh, this needs to happen sooner rather than later. And while we're at it, Puerto Rico. Yeah. While we're at it, fucking do a vote on Puerto Rico now. Yes. Why? Why not? If, if we're talking about, you know, why not? You know why I don't not. no 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 no. I don't give a shit. If we're <laughs> if we're literally talking about votes that cuz let's be honest, we are talking about votes that at this moment to peep to to the to the grand scheme aren't possible and don't matter, right? So let's put on the table yeah. where we are versus where they are. Yeah. We need to have votes on these fucking big issues. It's a fucking campaign year. Like Put that shit on the table. Show where you are. Now we know who's on the side of D.C. statehood and who needs to get primaried. Colin Peterson from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you, they should have went for you a while ago. But, um, like, this, this kind of stuff needs to be put on the table. Yeah. Right? We need to have this. We had that. We had, like, like we... We need these kinds of bills to come out of the House to show these are the priorities of the Democratic Party. We get a lot of people saying, like, the Democrats don't represent the people. They don't They don't actually represent blah, 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 blah. Both parties are really blah, 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 blah. They're the same blah, 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 whatever. It's it, Firstly, it's not actually correct. Nope. Um, and all. secondly, we can show where our priorities are. You ha- it, it takes zero political co- courage to do this zero it doesn't matter you are like none of your the the thought process is this shit isn't actually going to pass the senate so put your fucking chips on the table and show the american people where you stand absolutely and that's what we've been saying since this democratic house got elected yeah throw every bill you can at mitch mcconnell and then from from that moment i wish he couldn't just sit on them i wish we could make them vote now yeah but yeah, yeah, from that moment, we can literally say, this is what the Democrats have said we want to do. We want to make D.C. a state. We want to uh, pass red flag laws re- regarding guns. We want to pass, you know, we want to... Significant police reform. Significant police reform. Like the George Floyd reform. Memorial Bill. Right, right. Ooh, real quick side note. 
everyone who got upset because um, Chuck Schumer accidentally called him George Taylor, let's be very, very clear about something. You watched an 11 second cut of a video where if you would have watched the 15 second cut of the video, he meant to say George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And he said that. Very, se- like, seconds later. They did the same thing um, with Joe Biden. Um, mm-hmm. There was a clip where he accidentally said 200, um, 200 million deaths instead of 200,000. And he corrected it deaths. almost instantly. And he corrected it instantly, but the conservative media cl- stopped it before he corrected himself. Clip- and, like, look at how loony he is. This guy's crazy. He thinks a bunch of us are dead when really a lot of us are dead. Yeah. (laughs) We got him. We got him. Uh Speaking of Joe Biden. Yes. Let's talk about the vice presidential nominee. Yes. So CNN uh, put out an article yesterday, Friday, uh, June 26th. Yeah. Whatever the date is. I said this earlier. (laughs) I literally, (laughs) I literally said this earlier. Um. In the article, they said that insiders um, who who know about Joe Biden's campaign and the vice presidential selection process um, say that the selection process is in its final weeks and that it's down to four top candidates. Val Demings, Kamala Harris, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Lance Bottoms. I knew Bottoms. I just forgot the middle one. And Elizabeth Warren. So we're going to talk a little bit about them, a little bit about the vice presidential pick in general. Yeah. Uh, Let's get into it. I want to start, I kind of wanted to start with why this is an important thing to talk Mm -hmm. about. I know that pontificating and punditry is not really what is good for the nation. I get that. Pontificating and punditry. (laughs) Hey, how dare you? Aaron Sorkin wrote that that line for me to say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but but I I, I want to talk about it for the sheer fact that um one I want to do an entertaining podcast that's fun for everybody and this is a more fun episode. And yeah, we're not talking about people dying. No, even though we've mentioned the deaths of <laughs> at <laughs> least for this section, numerous people we've mentioned their t- no, uh, nobody dies in this section, guys. No, no one does. No one does. <laughs> um, but uh. One, I want it to be an entertaining, fun podcast to kind of contrast from what we've been doing lately. Yeah. And two, this is going to be, I would say, arguably the most important vice presidential pick in the history of the country. Right? Yeah, like I think so. For the most part, the vice presidential pick isn't much. It yeah. is to compliment the president or, you know, like put try to win a specific region or yeah. area or state or try to you know, what I say compliment, I mean, you know, pick up where the president, right. uh, where the president, where the nominee Make lacks. up for shortcomings. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. In this moment, the person that we are picking truly is going to be a person that will likely be, once they are chosen, the de facto front runner as the next Democrat. Right. Like, this isn't going to be a Tim Kaine situation. Right. Where Tim Kaine... It, we know for a fact will never become president. We know that. But one of the people picked here, like, very, very well could. And it is because it is 
arguable that Joe Biden, if winning, serves two terms. He seems to be a guy who is tasked with dispatching the one of the worst stains on the country and riding off into the sunset as the hero in that regard. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that he wants to govern, but the truth of the matter is, I don't know if he's actually going to be there for the eight-year run. Right. So we're looking at someone who potentially has the ability to um, be someone who we see as potentially the president. Mm -hmm. Plus, and I hate to say this because... You know, again, don't want to talk about anybody dying, but Joe Biden's 77 years old right now. Right. So he is hitting around life expectancy. So it's possible that this person who would be a heartbeat away from the presidency might actually become the president right. from that mean. Absolutely. And I and I, I don't want to, you know, again, I'm not talking about his health. I'm not talking about, I'm just literally saying, saying age-wise, this is a distinct possibility that has to be thought about. Yes. But yeah, so that's why I wanted to talk about it. I, I know that, and, and we're going to do it in a fun way. We're going to like, you know, rank them the way we see them and blah, 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 blah. And I know it's just, you know, pundits, people being pundits. And it's a, we, we have enough punditry and we shouldn't have it. And I understand that people aren't going to like that, but I want to be entertaining. And this is actually a really important thing. And I, yes. I, I want to get my feelings out as to where I am on it. So mm -hmm. that's why I thought this was important. What do you think this is important? I think this is important because we know it's going to be a woman. And at this point, it seems very likely it'll be a woman of color. And I think that is monumental. Yeah. It is monumental. And because of the recent things you said, that it doesn't seem likely that we'll have Joe Biden for two full terms. Mm -hmm. So I think we might be able to get not only our first female president, but our first female president of color. Yeah. So that's uh, exciting to me. Um, and it gives me hope. So, yeah, I, I do think this is important. I thought... You know, I, I think that Hillary Clinton really blew her shot to make the vice president an important choice by picking when Tim she Kane. picked Tim Kaine. So I, I, I'm looking forward to this uh, not making the same mistake. You know, Obama also almost picked Tim Kaine. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I never heard of Tim Kaine until he was the vice presidential nominee. Tim Kaine's like, I've been waiting in the wings forever. Yeah. And I got my shot. Look, I, before we go. I, I think if Julian Castro had been Hillary Clinton's vice presidential nominee, we might have won. I think that's possible. We might have won. I do want to say this, though, and I mean this wholeheartedly. I don't have a huge problem with Tim Kaine. No, I don't have I a huge problem with him, but he's nothing. He I, did not Jesus. contribute a single thing <laughs> to the campaign. Here we go. Here we go. He was a non-controversial pick so yeah. that there wouldn't be any controversy around it. Yeah. We needed somebody to hype it up. We needed a hype pick. Yeah. Tim Kaine is nobody's hype. Nobody's Look, hype. Tim Kaine is the stepdad you always dreamed about having. <laughs> he is the sweetest man. He is so fun. He's just like giggly and dumb, and I love him. Mm -hmm. um, I think that he's great. I, I really do think that he's a great senator. Mm -hmm. I, I do. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that he's a great senator. I, I, he's cast votes that I'm like not super cool with. But You know, there are other white male senators that are more exciting that would have been him. splashier yeah. i mean honestly imagine like if she uh, put sanders on the ticket i mean oh that would have 
again. She, we might have won. She, um, they hate each other. But imagine yeah. if she puts it. She wouldn't because she hates him. What about um um the guy from Ohio? Um, sure, 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 uh, sure. Brown. Yeah, Brown. I think he would have been exciting. Yeah. I, I there there were other working like, class hero. He's yeah. a working class hero. Tim Kaine is not exciting. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I I don't disagree with that. I right. just wanted to I just wanted to take like one second to be like I appreciate you, Tim Kaine. Yeah. I appreciate you. Sure. I also don't think you should have been the pick at all. And like, I, I want to say all. any of the the women that are apparently in the final four, they will be exciting. I'm. I, they will I, be I exciting love, picks. Yeah. They will be hype picks because we have Joe Biden. And he's not hype. No, he not hype. No, he not hype. He not hype. Oh man, hashtag he not hype. I want if any. I want everyone. Uh, I'm just gonna get drunk later. Um, more drunk later, and just go on Twitter and just start typing in white male Democratic senators or Democratic politicians, whether they hype or not hype. <laughs> Hasht- sounds like a fun game. So hashtag they hype or hashtag. He, no, hashtag he hype or hashtag he not hype. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun night. Uh, All right. Do you want to get into some details about our, yes, our possibilities here? I would love to. Um, So we have four possibilities. Let's run through who they are a little bit, and then we can kind of talk about the where we see them. Right. I just kind of want to, yeah. So um, we have Elizabeth Warren um, ran for president. Current senator from Massachusetts created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Mm-hmm. Murdered Mike uh, Michael Bloomberg on stage in front of everybody. Right. Um, we have Val Demings, Congressperson from Florida, former Orlando Police Chief. Um, got a lot of hype. She hype. Um, Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, former judge, former um, council member, co- city council member for Atlanta. Current Atlanta mayor um, did a dope ass press conference with Killer Mike. Run the jewels. Hashtag RTJ4. And Kamala Harris, senator from California. Um, 100% that bitch. Um, <laughs> also ran for president. Uh, that little girl was her. <laughs> so. That's who we got going in. Those are apparently, according to CNN, which has been wrong on numerous occasions. uh, Those are who the top four are. You're missing some pretty important names, in my opinion. Tammy Duckworth is missing. Um, uh, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, governor of New Mexico, is missing. Uh, Susan Rice former national um, security advisor. Oh, no, no, she was the ambassador. My apologies. She was an ambassador. Uh, no, I think she did both. Anyway, she's fucking, I like her. Yeah. And, and I hear a lot of motherfuckers, specifically some group chat motherfuckers, <laughs> talking shit on Susan Rice. And I like the way she comes out. She's literally, like, the way she comes out and is bold and is like, look, these people legit suck. Yeah. Like I, I, we should we should one hundred percent, as she said, sweep Trump and his Republican senator enablers into the dustbin of history. Mm-hmm. I absolutely would put Susan Rice above um, Val Demings and Keisha Lance Bottoms on that list. So what about and Elizabeth, I mean, I don't think Elizabeth Warren should be on the final four. Okay. As much as I love her, let's get let's get into it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and and if we're gonna have you know Elizabeth Warren in there. 
Tammy Baldwin's another mm-hmm. great choice that could be there. Um, Tammy, like, okay. I get, I get why they're keeping Elizabeth Warren on the list because she's incredible. Out of all the white women you could pick, she's clearly numero uno. I mean, her or Tammy Baldwin? It's Elizabeth Warren. Okay. <laughs> uh, but at this point, I don't think we should even be considering a white woman. What do you think? I think that's fair. Yeah. I think um, a lot of things changed in the country um, since the killing of uh, George Floyd. I would like to point out, though, yeah, that from jump, like when we started talking about this election cycle, mm-hmm. like before the debates or anything, I was saying we need a biracial ticket and we need a bisex ticket. Right. We need a man and a woman and black and white or brown and white or whatever and white. So, <laughs> but white had to be there. That was your sticking. Point, I mean, right? there's always you a white. Said, there's you, always a white terrain. I, I just want to point out, you said uh, very, very clearly out loud in 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 very public places. There better be a white person on this ticket. <laughs> right? I mean, I would love it. I would love it if we would elect an all black ticket. We won't. I would love an all POC ticket. Yeah, I would, I would love an all absolutely, POC and I would love an all woman ticket. Mm-hmm. But again, I just don't believe in this country. So Oof. that's how I that's going to get that's going to get <laughs> clipped and played. Don't believe in the country. Oh, oh, yeah. Say it louder. That's a good idea. Woo. <laughs> You're sexist and racist. <laughs> Hashtag they not hype. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, if you were in the room. Right as I took a drink. <laughs> if you were in the room, you would have watched her almost spit out that sunset. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's go um through we have, there are four people yep let's go through our rankings uh starting with number four starting with number four let's both say it together one two three elizabeth, elizabeth warren. warren yep and just to be clear you're hearing that from two people who she was our candidate after our real cannons dropped out i will say we literally did an entire episode grieving the loss yes. of elizabeth warren I, oh i'm like so sad for elizabeth warren because i think she is incredible mm-hmm. i think she would make an amazing president agreed i think she would be like literally one of the best presidents we could ever have agreed no question now is not her time nope. i mean it would it should have been her time to be the president but whatever we didn't get that nope. move on she she's not gonna be she shouldn't be our vice president no i agree not in this moment this no. is this is uh, we're governed by moments yeah. right we we unfortunately are uh, slaves to the moment Right. We we look at what's going on at, the, at a particular time. Mm-hmm. And at, at this particular time, black lives are being uh, heavily, heavily promoted and heavily, heavily pushed as to why have they not had um, a seat at, at the yes. table? And why have we always assumed that the table is the, the property of white people and they have to ask permission to get that seat? And and specifically in the Democratic Party, people of color are like, we've supported the shit out of you, specifically black women, specifically Absolutely. black women. Absolutely. Like, let's be honest, we wouldn't have a fucking Democratic governor in Alabama if it weren't for black women doing what they had to do. Like, th- you said governor. Oh, did I say you governor? Meant I meant senator. Doug Jones. Who? Doug Jones. But like, we wouldn't have 
we wouldn't have Doug Jones if it weren't for black women going out and doing what they had to do. Black women have been the um, backbone. the backbone of the Democratic Party for an incredible amount of time. And they're saying, hey, it's fucking time to pay up. Absolutely. And they're right. They're fucking right. It's well past time. Mm-hmm. Like, surely Chisholm should have been the motherfucking president. <laughs> she ran for, I believe I got that name right. I'm, I'm I, do, I don't know. Certain. It. I'm certain Shirley Chisholm um, ran for president and um, she was like, the, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, well, it does. It's huge. But still, uh, it's not the moment for, um, it's not the moment for Elizabeth Warren anymore. Unfortunately, she's kind of too old for it to be her moment in the future <laughs> either. Um, but I really think she needs to be in the cabinet um in a prominent position she needs a role in the yeah. in the biden administration for sure i agree i agree and i i think that i think that and Bi- i think that's why she's so highly considered she would be so valuable to biden mm-hmm. but she just can't be his vice president so find another spot for her okay um just real quick uh to, to be clear about Shirley Chisholm, because I know I was right. I just wanted to make sure I had the facts in front of me. In 1968, she became the first black woman elected to the United States Congress. And um, she, in 1972, uh, became the first bl- uh, black candidate for a major party's nomination. Wow. Uh, and she was the first to run for the... Sorry, she was the first to appear uh, at a presidential debate. Uh, first black woman to appear for wow. the so, um, that's impressive. Or sorry, first woman. That's first woman. I, uh, I would yeah. assume it would be first black woman. Probably. Too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that was. I'm like, I've I heard, I've heard the name before. I just I, didn't know. I why. mentioned her and I didn't, you know, I, I mentioned her and I, I wanted to be very clear about who she was, but I didn't have. I, I wanted to make sure I didn't fuck those facts up. Move Penny. Um, uh, so now we're going to go to number three. So who is your number three out of the four that we have? Keep in mind, this is the four that we have that CNN says. Yeah. I, I have some other names. Me too. I, I, out of these four, Val Demings is number three. Number three is Val Demings. How about you? Val Demings is also number three for me. Mm-hmm. I think that she, I think that she brings an excitement that is, that is needed. I, I do. I don't know. I don't know if she brings as much excitement because Black Lives Matter movement is very against Val Demings for good reason. Yeah. She was the chief of police uh, in Orlando when there was... There were incidents of police brutality. A lot of incidents of police brutality. And she was on the side of the police officer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Of course. Of course. So it's it's not a it is not a good look. Yeah. She's only been a representative since 2016, so the only other part of her career we have to look at is when she was the chief of police or a police officer. Yeah. So it's yeah, I I think right now this is not this is not the moment for a cop. So I mean, hang on. I know. Hold on to your hats for when we get to number 1. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> hold on to your hats. They're literally hashtags about it. Um, uh, number two. So we both. Wow, I didn't realize we had the same exact. Yeah. Number two. Keisha Lance Bottoms. Keisha Lance Bottoms, Atlanta mayor. Um, there are some things that I think are are, are great about her. Um, one, her handling of um, what happened with Rayshard Brooks. Um, the way that she's able to speak to um the people of Atlanta. Um, I think that she is a great. Um, I think that she's a, a great, a great speaker and, a, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, very, she is. My, 
and also you can take whatever side you want on this. She doesn't seem to have a very long record right. to go at. Right? Or at least not very well known. Not well known. They're gonna dig. They're gonna dig it yeah. up, right? They're gonna dig. I up. did. I did see like a couple little scandals about like financing with her mayor campaign, but it wasn't anything bigger that came to fruition. So mm-hmm. nothing. No. No skeletons in the closet that we already know about. Right. 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 Um. Yeah. So I. I think that's gonna be that. That could be a, a big. Um. Mm-hmm. A big boost. But also the question is like, do we. Uh, as a as a party, um, being trying to be responsible, do we give someone who has had this small of experience this such elevated status right. to potentially a, being a heartbeat away from the president? Right. Her only experience has been with the city of Atlanta. She hasn't mm-hmm. held any statewide or federal positions. Right. So it's it is hard to uh, consider her a heartbeat away from the president. Right. For Again, sure. Again, I'm. When you do it in a vacuum, it's like, oh, that's concerning. When you do it in the real world, when the current president is straight up a megalomaniac, uh, you're like, oh, okay, that's fine, I guess. (laughs) But but one of my problems with Donald Trump is his distinct lack of experience, right? Absolutely. He doesn't seem to know, like, immediately when he when he became the president, he didn't know how to staff his, like, he didn't know how to staff mm-hmm. positions, and a lot of positions weren't, uh, weren't staffed, and that caused problems in the government. So, I mean, you're looking at that, and you're like, those could be problems, but also, she seems like she's not a fucking moron, yeah. <laughs> and will be able to learn, and as vice president, that is something that you have the ability to do, to learn about the workings of being the president, while having a job that, like, legitimately, in the modern era, has been to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we all got a number one. I know who my number one is. Who's your number one? Kamala Harris. It's Kamala Harris. Yeah. It's Senator Kamala Harris. Now, I will make very, very clear, she was my choice for president. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to win the nomination over Joe Biden, over everybody. <laughs> um, there were a lot of people I wanted to win over Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, me too. I also did. Yeah. Not Tulsi, but almost anybody else, really. Nope, uh, not Mike. No. Not Mike. I w- Jay Inslee I wanted. <laughs> yeah, Jay Inslee would have been lovely. Castro, Jay Inslee, Booker. Joe Sestak. I'm kidding. That was a joke. No one wanted him. Booker, <laughs> Harris, Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe now's not the best time to talk about the people that we think are better than Joe Biden. <laughs> anyway. Oop. Yeah, whatever. Hashtag he hype now, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that Kamala Harris um, in... Firstly, debate performances alone were bananas. She's such a good public speaker. Public speaker. She's incredibly charismatic. I think she, yeah, she's got that part down. She's going to be an asset to the campaign for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, In a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I absolutely love her i i think that firstly i do think she's a progressive um progressive candidate um she might not be as progressive as elizabeth warren but she's definitely more progressive than joe biden i agree and Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that i think is most important having a having a vice presidential uh, candidate that can pull the 
pull Biden to the left. Yeah. Right. I don't want him to just tack to the middle and try to run a middle of the road campaign against Donald Trump. We, we can't like Donald Trump runs as a populist and govern governs as uh, what an autocratic idiot. Like, (laughs) like he's going to tack to positions that are like possibly to the left of where, like Biden can't have that. Right. Yeah. Like, we can't have this situation where Biden is taking, like, a right-wing position over. Like, we really need someone in there that that understands and, you know, knows what we are looking for. Mm-hmm. And though I don't necessarily know that Biden is on all of the policy uh, sides that I want, I do want someone that, that's there that can keep that that can keep pulling him to the to the left i think kamala harris will be one of those people yeah i absolutely agree what about what about the downsides got to talk about it she was the uh district attorney general i always get district attorney and attorney general mixed up when i'm talking about her so she was the attorney general for the state of california and obviously as attorney general she Dealt with police issues. Actually, she, she was all. She was the district attorney of, of San Francisco, San Francisco, yeah. and then became the attorney general. Yeah. Sorry. So you know, she kind of a cop, but <sighs> not, <laughs> not as much as no. a cop as the as the chief cop? of police or a cop. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about who's a cop, it's probably the cop, right? Yeah. No, I, I okay. I I think that as attorney general. You know, there are going to be things that you're going to find that she did that you're like, oof. Um, I I don't I don't think that Attorney General intrinsically is just default cop, and I I don't see that with her. Um, but there are you know things that she chose to defend that are like not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have that you're going to have to have that conversation that's going to be aired out. I, I think that, again, in a vacuum, you're looking at her and you're like, there are some things in here that are like glaring p- problems. But we're not in a vacuum. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're in a country that has glaring problems, a lot of which are much t- to a lesser degree than what's going on. So, so I, I think that, you know. Each of them are going to come with their scrutiny. Besides, right. and and we usually and we're probably going to know what the scrutiny is with everybody but um, Atlanta Mayor Bottoms, right? right. Um, but the scrutiny might be lack of experience. Lack of experience. Yeah. So, so and the- honestly, I think you can have that same scrutiny for Belt Demings for sure. Yeah. Um, I think something interesting you can you can see with all of them is kind of not a long career in politics, mm-hmm. like. Even Elizabeth Warren um, didn't become, like, really a politician until the 2010s. So we're not that's going true. with anybody that's, that's who very is... True. Yeah, it's not anybody who's been in politics nearly as long as Joe Biden. I think he's looking for a little bit of youth and a little bit of, you know, a different experience set than what he has. Which I don't think is a bad thing, necessarily. Um but I do think that's something to point out with these four candidates. I, like you said earlier, I think Susan Rice should be in that conversation for sure. I think she'd be more qualified um, than anybody mm. besides Kamala Harris. Like, I, I would be happy with her or Kamala Harris. I'm going to have concerns with anybody else on the list, I think. Yeah. I- I'll say this. I have, I mean, we're going to have concerns with a lot of the people that are, that are going to be, cho- that have the ability to be chosen, right? Mm-hmm. There, are, there are a lot of, you know, 
political problems we can find with everything. Yeah. Just like during the campaign, just during during the primary, you I could make a credible argument against every single person on the list. You want to be able to do that, right? right. You want to be able to say, like, here are the problems with them so that you can figure out how to smooth those and keep your message going. Was, because was Elizabeth Warren's problem that she always said mamas and papas? It, or, uh, mommies and daddy, mamas and mamas daddies? Mamas and daddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. But, but, but also, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. I, I think um, – I think – Knowing those problems is good. Yeah. That's, that's the, the, the knowing the problems and being able to address them. And that way you can get them out of the way. Keep pushing your message. Mm -hmm. Getting your message out is the most important thing during a campaign. Don't let the opponent define you. You define you and you get your message. You, you make sure that your messaging is on point. And I think with a VP pick, it's probably very similar. You want to know what the fucking problems are so that you can deal with those problems and keep that message out there. Keep the message. Here's what I'm going to do uh, for the economy. Here's what I'm going to do for healthcare. Here's what I'm going to do for um, the specific things that people care about. Um, and not have to get mired down in like random shit that pops up. Um, but I, I think that with all of these women... You have uber qualified people. Um, again, Susan Rice should be on the list. She's incredibly qualified. Um, Mayor, Gr uh, sorry, uh, Governor Grisham should be on this list as well. Uh, but I, I'm very, very, very ready for Vice President Kamala Harris. I'm mm -hmm. so excited for it. And that's also what the pick should be: splashy, hypey. Like, hashtag she hype. Like, yeah, she hype. She hype. I'm ready for this shit. So, I think that's what, I think we're going to close it on there. Mm -hmm. Hear that, guys? Uh, an hour and 17, okay? So, maybe, you know, I get that we, sometimes we make you listen to a two and a half hour one <laughs> where I almost cry, but <laughs> that's why we sometimes do one of these where it's just real fun the whole time. Um, thank you everybody for listening again. Check out Arista's movie Adventure, um, the newest episode uh, with the film Moonlight and Tangerine that Katrina is on. Um, check out interviews with everyday people. Uh, they posted the video of a live uh, conversation that I had with the host um, on their page. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you all for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, cheers. Cheers.